Uh, good morning, everybody. Um, like, like most people alive in the world today, uh, I spend too much time on the internet. Um, and one of those places I spend too much time is Reddit, specifically a subreddit called Not My Job. Uh, is anyone familiar with the subreddit Not My Job? Um, basically, just a forum where people post photos of real-life examples of people just not caring about their job, uh, just skipping some important step, you know, just really couldn't care less about doing a job properly. Um, my first ever job, I worked uh, at Arby's for a year in high school, so this is a sentiment I relate to hard. Um, so, uh, so here's some examples of people who have skipped some important step in a task, presumably to save time. Uh, so, first of all, um, yeah, just uh, someone skipping the step of making sure a line is actually straight, uh, skipping the step of thinking about why am I even drawing this line if it's not straight. Um, second example, uh, here we have someone skipping the vital step of checking your surroundings before pouring concrete. Uh, I don't know if you can notice the extension cord. Um, <laughs> On the bright side, you'll never have to wonder where your extension cord is, because it's never going anywhere. Uh, this last one's my favorite. Um, uh, what I love about this one is that it's so obviously not, like, not an accident or, not someone, or someone who like, wasn't trained properly in their job. It's just pure, uncut apathy. <laughs> like, oh, I ran out of printouts, but the printer's all the way over there, and... Whatever, I'm just going to draw it. That looks like a QR code, right? That, that'll scan, right? Um, okay, so this morning's text, we have a reference to a plumb line, which is a tool for making sure you're doing a job properly. Um, and uh, sometimes called a plummet, and this was a, a more well-known tool in ancient times, although it's still used today. Um, and what, uh, what a plumb line is, is it's supposed to help you measure vertical straightness. Um, so, uh, yeah, really important step that you were not supposed to skip. So this is what a plumb line looks like. You get the next slide. Oh, no. What's in the previous slide? That's it. Okay. Uh, well, just imagine uh, I have, like, I'm holding a string with a lead weight, like something, something pretty heavy, and uh, I'm securing it to something, and it's just I, just, I set it up and I let it hang, and it'll swing around for a little bit, but it'll eventually hold still. And when it does, you know you have a perfectly straight line. It's a line pointing straight, literally, to the center of the earth. Um, and again, you're not supposed to skip this step. So in this passage, it says, This is what he showed me. The Lord was standing beside a wall built with a plumb line, with a plumb line in his hand. So we have uh, Amos as a prophet, and he's begging God not to punish Israel. Israel is in a bad way. It's been one injustice after another. And Amos is saying, please have mercy. Please don't, please don't rain down fire. Please don't send locusts. And God says, okay. Uh, but what God does do is stands beside a wall and holds out a plumb line. And that's it. And for an ancient audience, the implication would have been obvious, which is uh, there's no need for punishment because 
all that's needed is to show the reference of what is supposed to be, and it's clear what Israel is not, right? Um, Israel's crimes will be self-evident, and those crimes will be Israel's own undoing. So I have to ask myself, uh, what is a plumb line we have to orient us today toward what is our true measure, what we are supposed to be? Uh, what, what's the plumb line pointing down straight to the, the center of who we are to guide us? And I have to say, the more chaotic the world becomes, um, the more I feel like I need something like a plumb line to point me to a stable center. And it really seems like with each passing year, um, the world becomes more and more chaotic. And more and more, especially in recent months, I feel like more of us have this growing sense that the instruments of power in this world are not on our side. Um, and if any of us did have that illusion, did believe that the instruments of power could be a guidepost or a source of our security, um, if we thought that the ruling class of the world and the corporations and political parties that are designed to defend that ruling class, if we thought they were on our side, we're probably either on our way to disillusionment or we're already there. So what can we look to? And if you're like me and you don't have much hope that history is going to suddenly change course, what can we look to to find our center? What's, what's a plumb line that can be our reference when everything around us is warped out of place? And I would like to offer one thing this morning. And please forgive me if this sounds flippant or easy or churchy. Uh, but I would like to offer a prayer. And I don't mean uh, a practice of prayer that is uh, just like a conversation with God or asking God to intervene, although there is an important place for that. Uh, this is a kind of prayer that orients us to our center, um, like a plumb line pointing straight to our core. Um, and I do think this is a serious response to a crumbling world. Um, in reality, in the history of Christian spirituality, some of the greatest pillars of our tradition uh, were working at a time when the world around them was chaos and violence. Um, the monastic orders began in the decades after the fall of Rome. Um, the black spiritual song was created as a response to the experience of slavery. Um, I could go on and on with examples uh, of people who as a response to the chaos of the world, plunge deeper into their spiritual selves. So this morning, this, prayer of, uh, this practice of prayer that I'd like to offer is called Prayer of Examine. Um, and some of us have used this as a regular practice in the past. I know that I used to in, uh, in a midweek group that I was part of. Um, and you've probably heard us mention centering prayer a lot. And this is just to contrast a little bit, this is from a slightly different tradition. Whereas centering prayer is part of the tradition of contemplation, where you're kind of like learning how to leave your head to rest in the heart and simply be with God. Prayer of examines from the tradition of Christian meditation, where you do stay in your head. It is about uh, thoughts and active reflection. Um, so 
Uh, yeah, so what this prayer is uh, at its core is simply a reflection of the previous day uh, while inviting the Holy Spirit to be present in your reflection to help us become more attuned to the spiritual dimension of our everyday lives. Uh, traditionally, this is either done at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day. Uh, but since we're like in the middle of the day, uh, as we do this this morning, if you'd like to reflect on like Saturday, waking to sleeping, or if you want to do like the previous 24 hours, or uh, yesterday from when you woke up to now, uh, whatever, whatever works best for you. Um, so I'd like to invite you to practice this prayer with me this morning. Begin by finding a quiet place in your head. Uh, let, uh, then sit comfortably with good posture and both feet on the floor. Uh, ask your, uh, allow yourself to relax and close your eyes if you'd like. Step one, recall you are in the presence of God. As you sit in silence, focus on God's deep and abiding love for you. We are always in the presence of God. Try to become aware of God's presence in an attentive way. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you recall your day with love and to let you look on all you see with love. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Step two, recall your day with gratitude. Now remember the small pleasures of the last day. Things like a good night's sleep, a good conversation, the smell of morning coffee, the laugh of a child. These are all gifts from God. As you remember these small gifts from God, take a moment to reflect on the gifts that you gave today whether to God or to others. How did you bring your strengths, your sense of humor, your abilities, your encouragement, your patience to others today? When you have finished, pause briefly after you notice each thing and thank God. Step three, ask for guidance from the Holy Spirit. In a moment, you will begin to retrace the steps of your day. Before you do, ask the Holy Spirit to guide and direct your mind. 
The Spirit will lead and guide you into the truth and mystery of your heart. Ask the Holy Spirit for the capacity to recall your day with clarity and an understanding of your limitations. Step four, review your day. Now go back to the start of your day yesterday and allow it to play like a short movie in your mind. Pay attention to the details. What were your feelings? What motivated you to respond to certain situations in the way that you did? The purpose of this is to draw out the positive and the negative aspects of your day. As you are reviewing your day, ask the question, where did I fail today? Was there a moment when you lived out of anger or bitterness? Were there things that you avoided? Don't allow yourself to dwell on these things or to seek to resolve them. Simply allow them to arise in your awareness and then move on. Next, ask the question, when did I love? Was there a moment or several moments in which you made the choice to live out of love? Perhaps it was a kind act, like holding the door or spending intentional time with a neighbor or someone in your family or a coworker. Remember the ways that you chose to love this day. Next, search for any patterns or habits during the course of the day. Do you make coffee at the same time? Do you chat for a few minutes with the same person you live with or a neighbor? Are you always watching TV at a certain time? Are you always checking your phone at a certain time? As you detect these patterns, what emotions do you sense coming to the surface for each habit? Do these habits help you face your day with love? Do they hinder you from facing your day with love? Step five, reconcile and resolve. Finally, picture yourself seated next to Jesus, talking, with, talking as you would with a friend, 
Imagine Jesus walking, uh, watching the tape of your day with you. Maybe there was something in your day that you don't feel good about. Tell Jesus about this and express your disappointment and ask him to be with you when you face that moment again. Allow yourself to feel the sadness in your heart as you share this, but also remember and give thanks for Christ's continual restoration of your heart. Remember all of the good moments of your day and thank Jesus for his presence with you in those moments. We'll have one more minute of silent reflection before we close with the Lord's Prayer. Step six, end with the Lord's Prayer. Please pray this with me. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, 